is all it takes. So today we're going to have Patrick Byrne on with us. But before we do, I want us to watch his movie trailer. Yeah, a movie trailer together. So let's take a look together. Uh, For those of you that are on Twitch, um, when I'm traveling, I find it really difficult, um, aside from the back end on the Onion sites, to put out the show uh, because I have it connected with Twitch to actually get through to the WeChat rooms uh, in, you know, China. So um, it's really, really hard for me to uh, put it in on the other platforms. I am working on Trovo, you guys. So I'm working on that. So let's take a watch of this trailer now together and see what this movie is all about. So that way, if you guys have any questions, that's great. Just let everyone know who's waiting on other front-facing channels. Uh, The other, the second out of the third YouTube channels was Community Stricken by Newsmax, so I can't upload there. And I'm not on Facebook uh, today, nor DLive or Trovo, so uh, just so you guys know. So here we go with the trailer. This is not about right or left. This audit is about right and wrong. If the evidence comes forth and it's obvious in a, in a big way, then that would be, to me, the catalyst that could change a lot of things. I had a ringside seat to events from November 3rd, 2020, and feel a duty to tell the world what happened. My only interest is honestly conveying the truth for historical purpose. You're going to have a situation, I suspect, that at 10 o'clock on election night, Trump is winning. Georgia looking for some of that Atlanta vote right now. That's too early to call. The person running a precinct is as powerful as the president of the United States on voting day. And he gets on the television. He says, thank you, Americans, for reelecting me. It's all over. Have a good day. Frankly, we did win this election. Water pipe has broken inside the arena. All the tabulation of those ballots has now stopped. What did they have to hide? But then the next day, all of those mail-in ballots start getting counted. They're mail-in ballots, provisional ballots, other ballots that still have to be counted. And it turns out that Biden has won those seats. There's an information war. News stations, they just parrot the same thing over and over. You know, that's why they're called Mockingbird Media, right? He is President-elect Joseph Robinette Biden. You repeat a lie often enough, the 
until you don't need to repeat it anymore. At which point Trump says, see, I told you the whole thing was fraudulent. Totally rigged election. It's a rigged election. This is a rigged system. We all knew that politicians lie and they cheat and they steal. I don't think any of us knew how bad it really was. <laughs> You can't talk anymore about ideas. You'll get canceled. If we don't fix our election integrity now, we may no longer have a democracy. As this is a revolution by the elites against the people. If my vote doesn't count, your vote doesn't count, you know, what are we doing? A mob, domestic terrorists, incited by the president, stormed the U.S. Capitol. Donald Trump appearing to be reveling in the spectacle. But I wanted to know, it's not over, and we have not lost. There's still much more evidence that will come out. You couldn't make this stuff up. You could. It's unbelievable. And actually, I think most people that come up with unbelievable things are crazy. Yeah. Until you find out they're true. Boom. Wow. What a trailer. Well, welcome to the show, Patrick. Um, we're so happy to have you on. I actually really like that trailer. Uh, so um, tell me more about it. Can you hear me, Mr. Byrne? Patrick, maybe he's muted himself. Well, while we figure out how the connection is, because he's on the move, um, I wanted to say the trailer pretty much depicts a few things. Um, and we're unable to hear um, Patrick Byrne. Maybe he'll reconnect. The trailer depicts a few things that we see. And what we see is a an orchestrated theft of our elections it's an orchestrated theft hello patrick huh. welcome this is patrick Byrne on the Tory says show uh i heard everything i just could i heard you for some yeah. reason just wasn't letting me speak well I it's, it's probably the connection because we're connecting from different places and everything's kind of uh, going through everything i just saw your trailer that was bomb diggity I mean, That's it was good. so, yeah, it was so streamlined and pretty much told the story of what we've endured as a nation and how insane ideas of, oh, this happened are actually true. I mean, we're really running out of conspiracy theories right now, Patrick. Like, we need some fresh ones. Well, the problem is it all really is happening. We're living through a psyop, probably with Chinese participation. So it's... <laughs> We don't need conspiracy theories. We have conspiracy reality. Exactly. I mean, it seems like everyone with a tinfoil hat for the past, what, five years has been right? What? Masks don't work? What? Wuhan, the COVID came from a lab? What? You're saying, you know, everything they're, they're saying was verboten or uh, to believe is now allowed. Oh, mm -hmm. Fauci, Fauci was lying to us. Fauci knew all along. 
Yeah, and those Fauci emails, they're kind of dubious for me. I mean, it seems like those Hillary Clinton emails, it seems like bait to get us distracted. Uh, It's not like Fauci doesn't know that everything he puts on, you know, government paid for, federal taxpayer for email is going to be revealed, right? So they were very carefully uh, selected and worded. But we all knew Trump was right from the beginning. This came from China. We all knew that. And we all knew the lockdowns were for two reasons, to kill his economy and steal the elections. And by killing the economy, you make the people dependent on the government, which is exactly what communism is. So it was a win-win for the commies. Yeah, I've always wondered all my life, because I grew up, my father was an actuary, and I grew up with this sense of what actuarial soundness meant. And Obviously, our country was being run on an unsound basis that would eventually crack it. And I always wondered, what what about that couldn't the lefties see? It was so obvious. Now I understand. They've, they've known all along this was going to turn us, you know, to crack us. But they want, they think that they're going to pick up in the rubble. They will emerge in the rubble as being in charge. Yeah, no, I agree. So tell me. Um, how is it putting it together? And I mean, the production looks great. And I like, what can you tell us? What can you tell us on production, Patrick? Did we lose Patrick again? Seems like we kind of lost Patrick again. Hmm. Hmm. Yep, we did. I mean, it's just been this, <laughs> this platform has been highly, uh, like I said, he's traveling. He's a busy man. Um, what he put together, right? What he put together is a documentary, really, right? Uh, what he put together is a documentary, and we got him back. I know you're traveling, Patrick, so it's all good. Okay. I hope you I'm, Yeah. I'm so sorry. Well, it's, uh, this is really important, something your, your listeners can take part in. This is being released on Juneteenth. That is June 19th. That's uh, two Saturdays from tomorrow. It is being released as a live stream in a very clever way, you know, a decade ago, can you hear me okay, Tori? Totally. A decade ago, or five, six years ago, when I started hearing the Christian community was buying up uh, satellite uplinks and satellites, and you know, for, I thought, that's a little paranoid. They were afraid of being canceled. That's a little paranoid. But look at us now. But anyway, they have, they have robust infrastructure that the goons cannot cancel. They are live streaming. This can be live streamed over a Christian satellite. Anyone can get, you go, go to the website, thedeeprig.movie, thedeeprig.movie, and you can sign up and get a, 20,000 people have signed up already for, they will get links, they can look, view it from home on satellite, they can rent a bar, you can rent a movie theater, have a little showing, make some money, make some money yourself, pull through the system. We don't have distributor, distributors on it. And it's going to be live streamed on June 19, and it's really a game changer in our story, I think. It's quite powerful, a lot of data, a lot of scientists and computer scientists speaking. Not so much, you know, not, uh, it's more of that. It's a good hour of solid data and being reviewed and explained. Yeah, I saw that my favorite colonel was there, um, uh, Colonel Phil Waldron, uh, General Flynn. Um, Phil Waldron, he's, he's, he's incredible when it comes to cryptography and understanding the systems. I mean, he was at the forefront, you know, just telling people, hey, this 
is the way it is, you know, having worked with him in past elections, right, where they were stealing them, uh, they were so on top of it. I, I was I, I was really glad to see that uh, instead of putting out a narrative, it was a documentary of evidence. And that's what's incredible about it. Yeah, it's very and it's not just them. It's also dolphin speakers and mathematicians and people who are speaking, some of them obscured, some of them on camera, who are speaking and describing in real detail what, what went on. So it's a real game changer. It's a, it's, a, it's a good one hour and 45 minute documentary. So that comes out on June 19 and we're hoping people take part. Like I say, 20,000 people have signed up at the deeprig.movie. Sign up, have a little viewing in your basement for 10 people, make 50 bucks, anything you want. Well, I guess um, we're going to be doing a movie night on uh, the Tory Says stream because uh, I'm going to have it for all my listeners globally uh, to be able to watch it together. Um, everyone's even in the chat saying, hey, can you movie night the documentary? So I'll definitely do that. Definitely do that. Um, might I ask, I mean, how did you decide to make a technical portion of it? Just bare uh, I decided to make, uh, how did I decide to make the movie? I yeah. Was, yeah. How did you decide? Because sometimes when we create things, right, we fall into rabbit holes. We get creative. We want to add oomph. And from what I see from the trailer, it's all facts, numbers, right. hardcore evidence. And that's really hard to keep the attention of people. And the trailer looks incredible, which means there you go again. You did your genius magic work. Well, it's gracious of you to say what happened was i've actually in the background in january when after biden got inaugurated i i had met some the, the steve luchescu who's the producer i'd met him in in uh, dc in early january and i sent him to work i mean i we made a deal that he would go and start filming people and i would go home and write a book and i went home and wrote the book and as you know that got out finally got out march 5th uh, it's built in a, uh, since then. And, but meanwhile, he in the background has been filming. He's been filming and uh, doing interviews and such. He and his team for about three or four months. And then we've been editing for the last month. Yeah, I'm just saying, even the trailer looks incredible. It looks like a, a real hardcore documentary, no frills attached. Oh, Here, high production quality. Well, this guy's made 350 movies in Hollywood. He's a hard. He's a real Hollywood producer who decided, now he's burned himself with Hollywood because now no one will talk to him again. But he has, uh, he's he's a hardcore Hollywood real guy. Well, high that's quality. It's okay to have burnt cards with Hollywood. Who wants them anyway, right? Uh you know, they pander to the people that, that love communism, that love socialism, that don't like, you know, freedom, America, and, and real Amer Americans that actually uh, adhere to the values of uh, what this nation was intended to be are a lot better allies, I would say, for this nation than Hollywood. So um, he's done himself justice because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of us out there that would throw a ton of money for him to produce tons of movies. Well, exactly. And well, that's what the American Project is about. 100% of my profits go to the American Project. 100%. And that's that, and that's incredible. So, what can you tell us about Arizona? How's it going? Well, I not I keep arm's length from the operation, so I don't have inside information that way. 
but I can add color to the outside and to the information that's in the public, including that, yes, it is the case that the that a bunch of Pennsylvania people flew down this week and, uh, and checked it out. Since they came back from their pause, it's been running smooth as butter. Before the pause, when they first launched, they launched with contractors and temps, and that had and that got up and running. But halfway through the first period, they got some volunteer networks set up and, and starting to spin up. They shut down for a week so high school graduations could use the stadium. They've come back and they're using almost exclusively volunteers. And it's running better than it did with the paid people. It's running like butter. They really have it humming. Uh, and I understand they're going to be finishing earlier than had previously been expected. Uh, and I, I, I stand by them. If they say in the letter that, that Karen Fan wrote a couple weeks ago to the Maricopa, a few weeks ago, the Maricopa County Election Board, that they refuse to really give straight answers to. And I stand by what those cyber guys are saying. If they, if they say that they spot malfeasance, I think that the Maricopa County Board is already talking out of both sides of their mouth. Did you notice they destroyed the entire chain of title or chain of evidence of all of this stuff, which I think is a federal crime? Mm -hmm. they, they, they turned it over with the evidence of from Maricopa County Election Board forward chain of title, but everything before them has been destroyed. So from all the precincts and counties upwards, all the way to the center, uh, well, from all the precincts upwards, it's been destroyed, but they gave no, and so when, when the state Senate wrote back and said, we note that there's no chain of title before behind this, their answer was so two-faced. They answered in this press conference where they said, we gave chain of title back to the Maricopa County Board and we're not gonna answer any more questions. You know, they clearly are caught. They're clearly are dodging. They're just like the Fulton County, Georgia guys who, rather than answer any more questions, they've gone out and hired themselves the two top criminal defense attorneys of, of uh, Georgia. So these guys are caught and running. It's going to be like a, one of these Wall Street scandals where it just grinds on and on. But in this case, it isn't the prosecutors who are grinding because the government's all corrupt. It is the citizens themselves. And all this pressure that is causing to percolate audits, Audits are percolating up. A dozen counties or more have called us, maybe many more, have called us saying, "What? okay, we voted to do an audit. What's an audit? I mean, there's, they all, this is going to keep on, you may have 50 states do something. I know we will. I said that last year, that all of the states will be audited. But you know what's funny? Uh, first of all, you have a lot of uh, my listeners that are actually starting to volunteer to audit. Uh, starting Monday, I saw a few of them, right? So uh, a lot of people are participating and that's what's important that the people keep that fire going and keeping that pressure going, right? Um, uh, we know that um, the uh, people of Arizona had uh, filed a quo warranto with the knowledge that it most likely will be dismissed, but it was a message that hit them hard. Well, another one is being filed today against the Secretary of State. So they're just going to keep coming, keep coming, because it seems like in Arizona, they just need to get smacked from all sides right now. Right. In 
order for some order to happen. And I'm so proud of all the citizens just taking on that momentum and just going, saying, all right, we've got the audits going, we're volunteering, we're heading down to our school boards, our local communities, our senators, uh, state and federal, right? Uh, we're going to be filing core warrantos and we're going to be forcing judges to respond. They want to dismiss, tell us why. Tell us why they have that ability. And they're just going to keep hounding. Uh, and that is what's the most incredible thing is that you're seeing uh, that uh, that core of what America stands for uh, just on fire in Arizona. And we're not talking about dry bush, right? Fires. Right. We're talking about fires in their heart. They're like, no, nah, man, this isn't happening. Not on my watch. And it's so exciting to watch it happen. I mean, I, don't, I, I know that you're keeping arm's length because you're just there helping on the funding and the organizing of it, right? But uh, what's incredible is you've got to sometimes sit down and smile and say, damn, I'm so proud of all these fellow American citizens. I mean, you've got to I am. I am. That's what makes America different, which makes us exceptional is we're going to beat this and we're going to be, beat it without firing a shot, simply out of our love of freedom. We're going to beat this. Yep. We're going to beat them all in every single state. I mean, everywhere across the nation, fires being lit like crazy. I see New York, right? Most liberal area. Everybody believes, like half of the people that I've spoken to believe that the Democrats stole the election. And they were half like, the, well, half the Democrats. Yeah, I've asked them, hey, how did you vote? They're like, yeah, we voted for Biden. I was like, how do you feel about that vote? It's messed up. They cheated. So are you admitting that Trump won? He did. And he was kind of better than what Biden is. Look at us now. And this is coming from liberals. So that's pretty interesting, I think. Did we just lose Patrick? We did. We did because he's traveling. So, guys, you guys should be very proud of yourself for everything you're doing in Arizona. And, you know, President Trump won. Everybody knows it. You know it. And I know a lot of people are like, he got 80 million votes, 75. He got 120 million. And you're going to see that. And there's no reinstating President Trump. Because when you nullify an election, you know, past the 100-day mark, there's a re-election, right? And I want you guys to know that Patrick Byrne is um, an unconventional patriot, right? Um, an irregular patriot. Because I think people have like cookie cutter ideas of what people that have patriotism have, you know, have to act, say, do, lifestyle. No, that's not true. We can come from any walk of life, we can do anything there is, right? Um, we can pray to any God. We can, uh, you know, stand on any floor and be, uh, you know, in business doing anything. Um, yet your love of country is solid. So um, what we're going to see is, I guess I know that Patrick had to go to a meeting. So he might not hop back on and that's fine. Um but I just wanted him to come on and tell you guys about um, the movie and what he's doing. And yeah, we're going to have a movie night. I'll see how I'll organize it. I don't think that I'll be dinged for playing it via Twitch um, where we can have a watch party because those are the most fun on Twitch, right? Um, 
And it's a more stable platform too, right? So I I think it's going to be pretty awesome for us to kind of just watch this movie and kind of take it apart afterwards. Um, So I wanted to start with some good news and some anticipation there um, and then walk you into what I've got um, in store. Speaking of patriotism, I wanted to show you guys a woman, a woman in New York that set fires to her school board. And I want you guys to listen to what she says that was so incredible that all of you can tell this woman is real woke, right? Not fake woke. She's real woke. And I was so proud of her. I actually teared watching it um, this morning as I was going through stacks and stacks of paperwork. This is a mom in Carmel, New York, that completely ripped her school board in regard to critical race theory. And this is a woman who's a Christian, married to a Muslim, right? The actual depiction of a melting pot, right? And she calls them by name. You call the demons by name because that is how you fix things. You call them out, call them to the carpet. That's exactly what we should all be doing. Do not be afraid. Take a listen to this woman. Good evening. My name is Tatiana Ibrahim, and I'm here for the first time. I'm here tonight not only as a community member, but as a parent in this district. Recently, you sent out a survey wanting to know why parents were not voting yes for this budget. So my, my situation, my vote for no is a little different. I think the Board of Education and those sitting on the panels are thieves. I think they're liars and have committed treason against our children. My message to this district and the members of the Board of Ed, stop indoctrinating our children. Stop teaching our children to hate the police. Stop teaching our children that if they don't agree with the LGBT community, that they're homophobic. You have no idea each child's life. You don't know what their family lifestyle consists of. You don't know the makeup of their, of their life. You have children like mine who is Muslim and I'm Christian. And everyone would think they would never believe that of her, right? Because the way she looks, or according to Miss Cyrus, she's too pasty white. Ma'am, excuse me, I'm up up here. We're we're not allowed to use names. If you have something you'd like to discuss about a specific person, you can call the superintendent or info for her to call Call you tomorrow. Why are we not allowed to discuss names? Why am I not allowed when they purposely themselves expose themselves on social media, talking about calling for the death of a former president, or saying that any child that doesn't believe in Black Lives Matter should be canceled out. Is this what my tax dollars is paying for? You're teaching my children and other children that if they believe in God Almighty, they're part of a cult. These educators put their own names out there. 
We have Mr. Barry, who took it upon himself with Miss Cyrus to create a curriculum. That should be it. Do you want the proof? I have the proof. You created a curriculum of Black Panther indoctrination. Ma'am. You use taxpayers' dollars. You one more time. I, I, I have no issue hearing what you have to say. But why, are, why can we not let the public speak? Why can't we let the public know that you're teaching our children to go out and murder our police officers? Do you want the proof? I have the proof. Is that what scares you? The proof that a parent actually standing up against all of you? Is that what scares you to call out the names of these people? You work for me. I don't work for you. You have a duty. We are entrusting our children to you. We teach our children morals, values, when they grow up to commit crimes and end up in prison and kill a police officer. It's our fault? No, it's your fault. You're emotionally abusing our children and mentally abusing them. You're demoralizing them by teaching them communist values. This is still America, ma'am. And as long as I'm standing here on this good ground earth of God, I will fight. And I'm not, this is not the last of me you will see. I'm retired. I have nothing else better to do. We can do it peacefully or we can take it to the highest courts because you know and I know I'm not the only parent fighting is all across. Schools are trying to poison our children's minds. Teaching them about things that they have no right to be taught in school. So, so normally, I'm just going to, if you don't mind, I'm going to just give you just a feedback for a moment. I have no problem having a peaceful discussion. This is not a peaceful discussion. No, that's your opinion. See, here we go again. This is peaceful. To me, this is peaceful. Well, I'm not burning, okay. looting, and murdering. This is peaceful. Oh, I did not accuse you of that, but I, would, I don't have a problem having a conversation with you, a peaceful conversation, which is this is not. Six ninety-five per child in the middle school to buy a curriculum from readtome.org that wasn't even approved by the, by the board that the administrators took it upon themselves to buy these books with taxpayer dollars while COVID is going on. How many families are struggling to pay their mortgages? Listen, by all means, you want to teach kids these things? Fine. Don't do it on my dollar. Don't infringe on my religious beliefs. Don't infringe. Do you know who makes up the majority of this district? Children from police officers, families, blues, back the blue children. Do you know what these children feel like when they come home? Have you spoken to them? No. You're silencing them. This whole cancel culture, you're silencing the children. Where are their rights? They have no rights. Because if they don't believe in the indoctrination, the demonic, twisted, sneaky, vile acts and, 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 and education, if you call it that, that you're teaching our children, they don't agree with that. They're either homophobic, they're part of a cult, they, 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 they're racist. What, what's, what's racist? Who defines racist? Why? Because I'm, do you know what race I am? Do you? You don't. You don't even have a, a, an idea. I could be black, I could be white, I could be Asian, you don't know. Who are you to determine that? Who is anyone to determine that? You know what? Children in the school system, children like other children, they don't look at color. Black and black and white children, Hispanic children, you know why they get along? Because they don't look at each other's color. So you're the racist, not them, not us. You're judging and dividing.
You're causing segregation. Everything that we fought for, everything that I fought for for years. So you have the right to stand here and tell me I'm not allowed to mention a name when the person, the Mr. Barry and Miss Cyrus themselves, you have ELA teachers giving out uh, assignments on police murder. To police are bad. You want the proof? Okay. Because we have it. So what policy do you have that teachers are not allowed to go on social media and indoctrinate? They took a, an oath, a responsibility. And they're, they're, they're going against everything that they stand for. End. Well, end. I understand. End it? it uh, end it? I have to end it? So why? I, I, why? You're on my dollar. Why? Well, actually, I, I work for nothing doing this. Oh, you work for nothing. Oh. I do. This is a volunteer position, number okay. one. It's number still two. my taxes paying for everything. I, I, I this podium is every taxpayer's dollar here. Uh, we have rights. We have rights. And, and you're making general assumptions? No, I'm not making assumptions. I'm not. I know what I'm speaking about. See, well, I don't I'm agree not, with you, engage. so it's an assumption. Well, I'm not going to engage in a back and forth with you about this so if you would like to make an appointment i would be happy to sit with the superintendent i don't i don't want to the superintendent uh, the assistant superintendent already sent an email and stated that they had no idea that these books were being put on in in the students hands the superintendent already stated that they had no idea that the funds of taxpayers were supporting this black panthers do you know black panthers is a domestic terrorist group do you know that it was it was it was condemned as a, as a terrorist group? Do you know they kill cops? I have a problem when you're trying to kill a police officer. I have a big problem with that. I have a problem when teachers are passing out flyers, recruiting children to go to to the courthouse to protest Black Lives Matters. When you have people sitting with 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 signs that says all cops are bastards, really. All cops are bastards? No, I think you people are because the way you're acting yeah. and the way you're treating our children and our police officers yeah. and making them believe that it's okay to abuse them, I'll be damned if I'm going to sit here and yeah. let you do that. You, you. No, I'm, I will become your worst nightmare because I'm going to stand here and keep fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. Thank and if not, um, we, I can actually go out, get signatures. What happens if we stop paying school taxes? You're going to arrest all the community? The majority of the community? No, I don't think so. This won't be the last of me. I want everyone to know what's going on because you're hiding it. You're hiding it. You know who does that? Communists do that. That's what you're doing. Recruiting children. Children. You're recruiting children to hate our police officers. How dare you? You have a librarian in the high school passing out Black Lives Matter pins. When a student asks for a blue life, why would I have that? Why would she have that? What did you do for police Police week? He just said cut her Why don't you tell me, sir? What is it you want to tell me? You've had your two minutes. I don't need two minutes. I can, I can go as long as I like. No, that's not the point. No? Oh. Who, where does it say that I can't? Is there a law against that? There's we do have policy. a policy. A board policy. Who, who makes these board policies? The board. The, the board. board. And who pays the board? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody? The chair you're sitting on, we pay for it. The lights that are on, we pay for We pay for everything. Boom. You want to silence me because I spoke the truth. I spoke the truth. Everyone out there heard me. Whether they agree or they don't, they're going to start looking into it. And now you're going, now you're exposed. Ding!
that's exactly the type of fires we need set. That woman has a fire in her heart and she is out there and she pounded them. She did incredible. She exposed them all. Don't name names. What are you talking about? Calling you to the carpet is not naming your name. You're sitting there on the board. You put your, your name on a ballot. You should be able to be called by name. That is exactly what every single American should be doing on every level of government right now. From your school board to even your, you know, what is it called? Your housing association to your, uh, you know, city council, county commission, you name it, you own them. They work for you. Now, I thought it'd be great if we took uh, a little break, not coffee, smoke break, but an actual break so we can shift gears a little bit. Um, well, Actually, after we play this clip, I want you guys to listen to this. Just listen. Patriots, before we go tonight, one of the most legendary college basketball coaches of all time, Hall of Famer Mike Krzyzewski, he announced his retirement today. Coach K is for his incredible accomplishments at Duke University, but he's also a patriot, and I want to pay tribute to him. There's really three reasons I love Coach K. The first is that he's from Chicago. A name like Krzyzewski can only come from a place like Chicago. The second is his incredible success in basketball, 41 seasons as a collegiate head coach, 24 consecutive NCAA tournaments, five championships. But the third, most important reason, is that he is a patriot. He went to West Point, played basketball there, coached basketball there. He also led the U.S. national team for 11 years as the head coach of USA Basketball. He amassed a total of five gold medals as a coach. Okay, Three of them I had as to fast head forward coach, this, two of them as assistant coach. This right. is a man who, despite all of his successes, was willing to continually serve his there country. Quite Sorry literally about in that. Our Talk, Amazon, they're selling Blue Lives Murder merchandise. Not Blue Lives Matter, Blue Lives Murder merchandise. And this is a despicable attack on cops. There are masks, T-shirts, coffee mugs, backpacks, you name it, they sell it on Amazon. A New York City Detectives Union has demanded that Amazon remove the items from its website, calling the phrase disgusting, saying it incites division, and it puts the lives of police officers at risk. Big tech can freely censor conservatives in any viewpoint that doesn't fit their liberal narrative, but this type of thing is somehow completely okay, Steve. The left's double standard is stunning, and it's sickening. No, it's appalling. The lack of respect for police out there uh, is, is a real problem in our country, and particularly among elites, many of them uh, who reside in, in So many of the police officers, they actually have flags you know, to name and phone numbers, they can tell who it is, right? They know who it is when they call. They know who's in trouble, right? So the minute they see a libtard, because they do have access to this, it'd be great if they say, well, you know, you think blue lives murder. You don't need our help. Call a social worker. Dude, I would totally be down with that. Completely down with it. Down with it completely. That, you know, if they see that the police are being requested to assist someone, they could be like, are you sure we want us? Because you think we murder people. Do you want a social worker better? Because you're voting to defund us. Like, I would totally be down with that. That 911, they have your profile. They can pull crap from your phone instantly. Your Facebook, your Instagram, they could see who's BLM and which version. So why not? You could say, here's, here's, you don't 
trust police. You think they're murderers. Do you really want a police officer or would you like to send you a social worker? I can forward your call to 311 if you'd like. That's basically what they should do, right? They shouldn't call the cops when they get robbed. They shouldn't call the cops when they have a car accident. They shouldn't call the cops when they get mugged because cops are bad. So why call them, right? They're all murderers. Why call them? So why don't you deal with it yourself? Or maybe you'll just let everyone come in, take your TV and your belongings, gang rape you and say, you know, it's better like that because the police officer could have defended me. And if they got a weapon, he might have got shot. Damn. So on that note, let's take a break and watch the new Tom McDonald video called Snowflakes. I'm excited to watch this. Who's ready? I'm totally ready to watch this. Let's go. If you lie to the government, they'll put you in prison. But when they lie to all of us, it's called being a politician. You think taking guns away will save our kids from the killings? But your pro-choice abortion kills way more children. If America's so terrible and racist, it probably isn't safe to encourage immigration. Just say it. All the contradictions are embarrassing. You know who hates America the most? Americans. Trigger warnings used to be on TV for seizures. And now they're everywhere to protect millennials' feelings. He, she, his, him, hers, them, they. Screw up pronouns. Because everyone's a retard these days. Here I'm preaching at the protest that hatred's the problem But hating straight men, white folks, and Christians is common Coca-Cola telling people they should be less white They preach intolerance, but if you disagree, they fight There's a race war here, elections based on fear Black lives only matter once every four years Soldiers died for this country and every one of us benefits Give welfare to the bums and forget about the veterans Black folks and white folks divided by the news But we are all the same, we are red, white, and blue Ashamed to be American? Okay, that's cool Cause honestly, we are all ashamed of you too. Y'all are so fake. Oh no, the forecast said that there be snowflakes. Whoa, you can make us see it your way. No way, gasoline and propane. More flames. Oh no. No more snow. They set us up to fail. That's what they built the system for. Put an ammunition shop across the street from a liquor store. Empowering women used to be different than this before. The role models got OnlyFans or dance on a stripper pole. Screw it, I ain't tripping. I don't mean to be mean. But if our children are the future, then our future is bleak. They take an Adderall to focus, hit McDonald's to eat. They're addicted to phones and they take Xanax to sleep. They blurred the lines dividing communism and democracy. In 2021, we paint the patriots as Nazis. The men playing women's sports get trophies for winning. Like great Let's celebrate a man for beating some women. If you're black, your life matters. You're supposed to embrace it. If you're rich or you're smart, then you're probably Asian. If you're gay, then you're brave. All of that I'm okay with. But if you're white, the stereotype is you are a racist. Blaming capitalism like that's the reason things are tough. While you tweet from an iPhone and sip on a Starbucks. You're supporting what you stand against. You don't think you are, but a Percocet addict don't donate money to pharma. Damn, dog, we're all afraid to speak the truth. And the more afraid we get, the more we hate the ones who do. You're ashamed to be American? Okay, that's cool. Cause honestly, we are all ashamed of you too. Y'all are so fake. Oh no, the forecast said that there'd be snowflakes. Whoa, you can make us see it your way. No way, gasoline and propane. More flames. Oh no. No, 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 no. We can all get along, but there's no stopping. Everybody's wrong, it's a real problem. They don't want to hear it, but they're still talking. Soon enough, we're running out of options. 
This ain't gonna end till it's in the coffee. Ay, we ain't gonna be friends till we try to squash it. Ay, I don't know how we can make amends or we drop it. Snowflakes melt when it's hot, kid. Y'all are so fake. Oh no. The forecast said that there'd be snowflakes. Whoa. You can make us see it your way. No way. Gasoline and propane. More flames. Oh no. No more Ding! Was that Blair White, you guys? Ding! That was awesome. That was super, super awesome. I really enjoyed that. I don't know about you guys, but I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, you know, that was a curveball having Blair White in there. I actually watch her videos, and you know what I like? That she owns her transsexualism. She totally does. She likes having, you know, a schlong and likes the boobs and likes to dress up and, you know, whatever makes you, whatever makes you happy, go. I really like her. She's all facts, no fiction. Uh, she's raw. Right? And to see her in the video, it's like, ding. But, you know, she's been, she's been outcast by the LGBTQ community. She's just like not real. She's not a real transsexual, even though she owns it like nobody's business. Right. And she actually went through on a video why she would not get a vajayjay. Right. So you can watch it. Um, it's quite interesting because there are a lot of people that struggle with this. They feel feminine. They want to be girls. Go for it. I mean, it is gender dysphoria. Some people just feel that they want to be different. It's kind of like people that are brunettes and go blonde. Same thing. Well, not really. I mean, you're not changing, you know, the way your gender looks, but it's still a change of look. I mean, how many of you feel that you need changes? I'm just saying, right? So I was pretty, uh, he got the canceled LGBTQ person on there, which is going to enrage more people. But she looked great. The lyrics were great. And um, I can't wait, you know, for the watch videos, you know, where they're just going to all freak out and they can't hate Tom McDonald because he's totally telling the truth. And it's like, nah, you know, what, what was that? There's a difference between hate speech and speech that you hate. That's a bar, that's a statement that people should be regurgitating all the time. You know, uh, I noticed that um, while being in New York, because um, I have to interact with people, um, I can say, a lot of them say, well, that's your assumption, or what's the other one? That's your opinion. I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know where facts facts and factual statements have the ability or room for opinions. That's five pages, right? <laughs> You're telling me seven. I'm counting one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, that's your opinion. And, you know, at that point, you're just like looking at them like, hmm. and your tag says you've worked here for how long? And I'll tell you how that transpired. So check this out. I'm at um, Kinko's, now FedEx, right? And I'm supposed to be printing out. Actually, you know what? I have camera, so why not? So here's me <laughs> looking all rough because you guys know I'm up all night. So just so you know, um, for those of you that have uh, sent me, um, this is some, they had the Trump dossier 
we're making the Biden crime family dossier. So we've got that down packed. So anyway, I was at um, Kinko's and um, uh, I wanted to to pay. So the first lot came to like $200, um, right? And I was just saying this simple black and white. So you could just imagine how much we've been putting together, right? And um, I went to check out and then the guy was like, uh, there was a thing that says, read our, uh, agree by our privacy policy. And I was like, yeah, so I'm not going to pay you by card. I'll pay you by cash. Um, and then he was like, great. So then that privacy policy comes up again. And I'm like, all right, wait, hold on a second. What is your privacy policy? And the guy couldn't answer the question. I was like, hey, you're making me agree to something, right? Can I see it? I just want to see what I'm agreeing to. He's like, you could just press yes, everybody does. I was like, you've worked here for 25 years, right? Um, where's your privacy policy? I'm supposed to read it. It says that I agree to it. If I can't read it and you're giving me a link, how am I going to read it to it? He's like, go to the link. I said, I did. It's a dead link. So he was like, oh, I didn't know. Nobody ever asked. And I was like, that's a problem. People don't ask questions these days. And they just sign off and say yes to almost everything. And this is why we're in this position. And he just looked at me. He's like, I didn't ask for your opinion. I said, well, no, you asked for my agreement to a contract that I can't see. So how's you like, show it to me. So even with cash, they wanted me to agree to a policy. Now, I know some of that has to do with Section 230, which means that if I copy somebody else's work, you know, um, that they're not held responsible and stuff like that, right? Um, <laughs> but there was more. So anyway, I said, yeah, because I didn't use anything digital. But I just wanted to show you some weird things that I found in those emails. A lot of names. Crazy crazy, 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 crazy stuff. It's like, why do we have so many generals and <laughs> stuff like that, right? Um, close my laptop. What laptop? I'm trying to find something to show you. Here's another like loose file that I've got. I want to show you some stuff. I want to, before we get into the Oh, I can't show that. Damn it. Let's see. Hold on, you guys. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't expecting this is completely impromptu, but I wanted to show you something that was quite interesting. And I'm not Gosh darn it. Maybe it's in the other <laughs> There's, hold on a second. I haven't put these in the dossier yet, so it's really, really hard. I'm, like, so tired. I want to nap so bad. <laughs> like a grouchy kid. I want to nap. I'm tired of hole punching. And looking for a picture. I printed out a picture that was really weird. And I wanted to show it to you. And it's not sexual. And yesterday, for all you, oh, my God, I can't believe you showed porn. It's because there's a lot of people saying she doesn't have his laptop. Guys, I've had his laptop before the laptop was a thing. Okay? I just can't use things that aren't in the public. Nope, we know that one. Hold on, guys. 
I've got some paper cuts, so it's really hard for me to fly through these easily without cringing. <laughs> so, oh, shoot. Could have sworn it was in this packet. Damn, it doesn't matter. I can see it reflects. Oh, my laptop, you can see. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. I have nothing to hide. Hold on, let me just check this other folder. That's maybe I can find it. Oh, I'm so sorry. This is impromptu, but I thought I could share that photo with you. That was so bizarre. Oh, by the way, did I tell you that um, Hunter? By oh yeah, you can see it back there. Yeah, that's totally fine. It's I've got nothing to hide. This is a burner laptop anyway. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Um, so you can see, uh, you can see my big head and the corner of my, it doesn't matter, you guys. Um, they can't touch me. Okay. But they could talk shit about me. So <laughs> they could totally talk shit about me. Um, so I can't find the photo, but it was a disturbing photo of um, Joe Biden. And um, it shows him wearing uh, the Air Force One jacket saying Commander-in-Chief. Um, and he looked really dazed and confused. It was so sad to see it. And, and it's like, you know, this guy, no matter how evil he is, he's somebody's grandfather, father... Ugh, if you want to call him a dad, because what he's done to all his children, and I repeat, all his children is just horrific, okay? It is horrific. Um, but in, in a sense, he is. Because the person that posted it, posted it with so much love. Who is pinging my phone constantly? Posted it with um, so much love um, that... Um, it's just, it's just sad, you know, to see it um, like that. So I wanted to show you something on Hunter Biden because this is what I wanted to talk about um, for the second half. So after we watch this, um, we'll do like a, a little coffee break because I definitely need some coffee and then um, get back to it. I should just go get more wax for my braces too because it hurt when I talk. Okay, here we go. Give me a second. Let me put this on. All right, so a lobbying firm linked to Hunter Biden is now under federal investigation. According to a brand new report, that firm is called Blue Star Strategies. It is now facing scrutiny over work that it did for one of its clients, a Ukrainian energy company you've probably heard of. It's called Burisma. We know that the president's son, previously served on its board. So let's bring in Fox News media analyst Howie Kurtz. He's also the host of Media Buzz. Howie, I guess the big picture question, because a lot of this stuff is complicated in the week, you know, this person's client and that person's client. Do you think the media is doing yeah. a fair job of breaking down those details so Americans understand what's going on and understand how this potentially impacts uh, President Biden? Hunter Biden's sort of been off the media radar, but this story was broken by Politico. And what it makes clear to get beyond the weeds is that Hunter Biden's foreign deal making continues to be a major headache for his father's White House. Now, the news here is the grand jury. 
looking into possible illegal lobbying by this firm, Blue Star Strategies, on behalf of the infamous Burisma. The Wall Street Journal, Jillian, had already reported that this company had invoked Hunter Biden's name, trying to get a meeting at the State Department. And again, during that meeting, this is all while Joe Biden was president. Let's be clear. Uh, when you lobby the federal government without disclosing that you're being paid by a foreign entity, that's a serious crime. Uh, Howie, that's the we keep hearing about FARA. That's the Foreign Agents Registration Act. This would fall under a potential violation of that act. It's important to point out here, though, that there's two investigations ongoing now linked to Hunter Biden. We've got this one, which is the probe by the Department of Justice. Then we've also got the Delaware. I believe it's the uh, attorney general's office there that is looking into him for potential tax uh, evasion, tax fraud. Um, is there a link between the two or they're really on parallel tracks here? Well, it's important to point out on this new story that Hunter Biden, according to Politico, is not the focus of the investigation. Uh, the head of the company is a former uh, Clinton White House official, uh, Karen Tramontano, uh, and she says Hunter Biden didn't hook up her company with Burisma, but uh, a, a business associate of Hunter Biden who served with him on the board of the Ukrainian energy giant did put the two together. So like a lot of things okay. involving the president's son, it's kind of a tangled web. Who knows? He might have to testify. Uh, but I think it, it is the media's responsibility to follow all these threads. This may or may not be as serious as the other investigation, but um, I don't think they're directly linked. I mean, I think I've lived in Washington for 12 years now, and it's even hard for me to follow the intricacies here. I think, you know, it's worth pointing out, though, that just this week, the Biden administration launched this anti-corruption effort. They're trying to root out corruption um, and prevent U.S. companies from working with foreign governments, foreign businesses that are engaged in this type of activity. I want to get your thoughts on this other story before I let you go. Take a listen to Jen Psaki being asked about the president's cat yesterday. Update on the White House cat, because that's something still happening here. Our readers are asking us a lot. So I if you see a tail wagging coming out of the briefing room, you'll know something bad's about to happen. Uh, I don't have any update on the cat. I know there's a lot of interest. All right. Waste of everybody's uh, airtime there or something that's kind of cute, oh, kind of no, no, funny. No, no, no. Still, This has a is place. clearly a calculated effort to distract from all the bad publicity surrounding Biden's biting dog, Major. Maybe the reporters got tired of asking about infrastructure, but those kind of questions. I know the Yahoo reporter said America wants to know about the alleged future White House cat. I don't know about that, uh, but I do know that uh, it's kind of like the what flavor of ice cream did you get, Mr. President questions. It adds to the perception of friendliness. Was that catty enough for you? That was, that was pretty good. Bill and I are <laughs> team major for the record. Thanks so much, Howie. Thanks. Really? Oh, right. Really? I Brian really? You guys, you me really? Think about it. Really? This is it? This is what they have for us? Rather than the factual, actual things? This guy, Joe Biden, has stolen from our nation over a decade. Over a decade. He actually started before that. And he used his children, both Bo Biden and Hunter Biden, right, as leverage. I mean, where is Hunter? Don't tell me. He's got a cushy office in the White House. And now you can't say anything because Ivanka did, Jared did, all of them did. So you can't say anything. Even though one of them was a crack slash meth head, right, that had absolutely zero money. But these company that has billions going through. And I ask a question. What the heck does that company do? What does Rosemont Seneca actually do? Because the case... 
that should be brought forward is to ask that one question. I mean, it was created, obviously, by the kids of a lot of people. We've got Carrie's kids, Pelosi's kids, Biden kids. Dang. And there's more. But the question should be, what is it that they exactly do? I mean, they deal in energy and oil and policies and food and water. <laughs> you mean all the essentials that people need to survive, they deal with. So they do all these deals and they've been doing them since the early 2000s. But for some reason, Hunter Biden is broke and getting money via Venmo or Cash App or PayPal from Dr. Jill, right? Or Joe to top, to top them up. Where's the money going? Because I know we all like to hate Hunter because he's such a disgusting human being for having, you know, weird relations and sexual things. But, you know, reading some weird messages, which was so bizarre, and I had never seen that before, it seems that the um, sexual predation, um, having really uh, inappropriate photos of children, were actually on um, Haley Biden's phone, which means that um, the mom actually had naughty photos of her kid, uh, which is bizarre if you think about it. So no matter how much we want to hate um, Hunter Biden because he's such a sexual deviant and such a broken individual, right? One has to wonder. I mean, was that purposeful? Pretty much yes. I mean, when you're that you know, off your rocker, you do some really crazy things, right? You do crazy things when you're off your rocker, right? I mean, think about it. This guy was dating and was extremely jealous of his dead brother's wife. Um, that should tell you where his morals stand, first of all, okay? That's your brother's wife and her kids. I mean, you have your own wife. Like, what are you doing, right? I'm <laughs> just putting it out there for you. So you have to think, the whole world now is talking about Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, because they can't get out of it. But as you see, now that they're talking about it this far along, they're doing it to keep it going as much as they can, drag that shit out. When it shouldn't be drug out. Because if you do an investigation and you file this and then you file that, just like, you know, the FBI, they have to investigate it. They are investigating it. They are. They just don't have to do it as fast as you want them to. You know, oh, we, we got to take our time. You know, we need these four years for sure. We can't impeach by, yes, we can. Yes, we can. Because see, this is a regular warfare. You do not fight head on. You don't use traditional weapons and methods, right? <laughs> no, sorry. You must do it in unconventional ways that are very legal and very, very, I would say, highly, with high efficacy. Let's put it that way. Rather than milk it until it's dry, and then by that time, you know, there's no saving anything. Now, yes, it's Hunter Biden's laptop. Yes, it's him on a lot of stuff. But no. He didn't have the money. 
he wasn't the one getting the money. He was not getting the money. So on that note, um, I think it's important for us to get into the right frequency. So I think it's a good time to take a break because someone also said, let's do a break. Let's do a break. Let's take a break and um, listen to words um, that someone actually put on lyrics. But I would completely urge all of you to listen to Kesha's rendition um, with um, her video so you understand what she's telling you. So here we go with our intermission song. Well, you almost had me fooled Told me that I was nothing without you and after everything you've done I can thank you for How strong I have become Cause you brought the flames And you put me through hell I had to learn how to fight for myself And we both know all the truth I could tell I'll just say this is I wish you farewell I hope you're somewhere praying yeah, that's exactly what we should be doing, um, is praying. Because you do need a lot of prayers, a lot of them. Uh, and I think uh, the praying should be on understanding um, what you're really up against. Uh, and, and the only way to do that is with the ability to discern. Now, I had mentioned in the past of... You know, and I've, I've kind of, let me, let me put it this way, the discernment portion. So you know how that school in New York City is the one kicking up a fuss and everyone's looking. What I said, it was, oh, what a coincidence we're talking about that school. And then everyone's like, oh, Epstein. And it's like so old news, right? Why are they recycling things we talked about over three years ago? Showing that, you know, William Barr's dad was headmaster and hired Jeffrey Epstein. Why is it that now they're making a big deal out of it? It should have been a big deal. Three, wait, 2018? Yeah, three years ago. I mean, why not? Why now? right? Why now? Oh, more distractions, like the Fauci emails, because, you know, it's a smoking gun, right? Go run down that rabbit hole. We already know what he did. We don't need to look at his emails. You know, most of the things that he said and did aren't on any emails you can subpoena, unless you've got his, all his devices, and I think he has four, right? Four, right? You won't know what he said, what he did. We already know. We caught them all a long, long time ago. So the question you should be asking yourself is why are people recycling old information? Why are they making information that is quite fascinating and interesting for people on the left if they talk about it as something that is of great value right now when it really isn't? <laughs> it really isn't. This is another distraction. We already knew. It came from China. And we already knew that lab leaks happen. So you know what's fascinating? 
take a step back. A couple months ago, we talked about the Wuhan lab in Kansas. Months before that, we talked about Ebola and other possible changes that can happen due to changes in our bodies and using biological weaponry. Now, the one thing that I have been very adamant on is how communists rule. I wrote an article about it telling you how the left is using communist tools. You control the information, you control their food, and you control their water, and that's it. You don't even need to shoot a bullet. People will come kneeling to you. Again, they only look like giants because we are on our knees. But if you guys have taken a notice, since they decided to go through with what they did on January 6th, you, the people, have been running the narrative the way it should. And do you know how you did that? Well, now we've got them on record saying that sometimes leaks happen. Well, then, I guess that's a very good argument to not have Wuhatan, Kansas, since leaks are inevitable. Ah, maybe we get ahead of that problem real quick. Nip that in the bud real quick. Hmm? You see how that works? Because you are the news. The people have shaped the news. We talked about Hunter. You know we've been working on it, right? And look at that now, all these discussions. Oh, let's get ahead of the narrative quickly. Let's just make it look like it's Hunter. It's Hunter. It's Hunter. It's totally just Hunter. Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. Don't look at Joe. Look at Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. Mm. They look like giants because you are on your knees. They are the ants. They are beneath you. And they're starting to realize that because the people that are actually running the show now is you. The people that are active, not sitting back and, you know, dabbing down some popcorn. But now I think you guys are getting it. You guys are starting to see just how much influence you have over who, what, when, where. Now, let's start talking about Hunter Biden. But to do that, we need to bring in someone that I really liked. And a lot of people make fun of me. Because I really like this person. I was like a fan. Okay. Still a fan. And pay homage to the person that existed. Take a listen. And listen carefully to the words used as they explain this person's situation. And then think Hunter. You know, you got a, a family battle because it's her dad. And uh, I don't know what that relationship is like. I, I presume it's good, but I have no idea. Um, but it seems that Britney Spears, though, does still acknowledge that she needs some help. Yeah, I think the relationship's sort of on again, off again, honestly, because there's been some acrimony, contention, a restraining order here and there, a door broken down, uh, fighting. But over the Ooh. long haul, it seems as though he's really kept things. Uh, he's kept the guardrails on and he's kept the ship afloat, it seems. But this is private stuff. So let's be really frank. Nobody has a, a window into the Spears' lives except the Spears and their close friends. But let me sort of take you um, to, to where we are today. It's hard to believe, but for 12 years, Brittany has been under this conservatorship of her dad, both financial and personal, meaning he cares for her person, he cares for her cash. Uh, but she had a change last September, almost a year ago, when her dad got sick. And the personal conservatorship was transferred to a woman named Jody Montgomery. And that person has been keeping an eye on Brittany for a year. And Brittany's petitioning the court to keep her 
she wants her dad to be boosted from that personal conservatorship, not necessarily the financial. He's not arguing for that just yet. But let me read you because we just got our hands on the documents. I want to let you know that since you know 2008, uh, she's she's had this care, but she's now saying uh, Brittany is strongly opposed to having James, that's Dad Jamie, return as conservator of her person. Rather, she strongly prefers to have Miss Montgomery continue in that role, as has done for nearly a year. And then this is underlined with without in any way waiving her right to seek termination of this conservatorship in the future. Brittany would like Ms. Montgomery's appointment as conservator of her person to be made permanent. I find that uh, pretty interesting, meaning Jamie's out, dad's out, uh, and I prefer for Montgomery to be in permanently, but that doesn't mean forever because she leaves the door open to perhaps fighting having a guardian of her person at all. Why did this all happen? Why are we this way? Okay, while all of you are saying, why is this news? I I said again, pay attention because they're talking about the legal aspect of conservatorship, okay? It's not about Brittany. It's about, well, you know, I feel really bad for her, right? It's about what is being done and said. Now, most of these conservatorships happen in courts. A lot of these can be sealed when you're vice president. Right. And not everybody could know. Right. I'm just going to leave you with that for now. Just listen to the legal jargon. Way 12 years later, I want to take you back to when things started to really get troublesome for Britney Spears. It started back in 2004. You'll remember the big tabloid stories. She got married to a childhood friend and then 55 hours later yes i said 55 hours later that was annulled and a judge said that she wasn't of the right mind um when that happened not everybody went you know bananas over that story lots of stars do crazy things but things got a little bit worse in 2006 she then married the dancer in her troupe named kevin fetterline and they had their first son sean preston uh she was 24 years old when that happened and there were several troubling incidents that ensued. 2006 was not a great year. Uh, the baby fell from his high chair. Child Protective Services had several visits. She was also seen driving a car on a freeway with Sean Preston in her lap at the wheel instead of in a car seat where the baby should have been. Uh, and a paparazzo snapped that picture. And then this extremely uncomfortable moment was captured in New York City outside of uh, a hotel where the paparazzi had all gathered and Brittany was coming out. She had a drink in one hand and the baby in the other. And she had long pants and high heels and security guards around her. She was trying to navigate her way to the vehicle and it didn't go so well. So I just want you to see it for yourself. Yeah, so that was not a good moment. And actually, we just cropped it slightly short because what she said right after that was, this is why uh, you need a gun. And she was referring to the paparazzi around her. But that was a really uh, awkward and difficult moment. And, you know, her parenthood was already being questioned. And then to have that 
near disaster with the with the baby, uh, it raised a lot of eyebrows. So let's move on to 2007, just the next year. Okay, we've only moved one year since the marriage to Kevin Federline. She then split. So 2006, she marries him. 2007, she splits, and it's only two months after she has baby number two, uh, Jaden. So. There are all sorts of paparazzi pictures that were taken of her partying with Paris Hilton and also with Lindsay Lohan. And it did not look good for a a brand new mom of two little boys. And then still in 2007, this was really unashorableless for for Brittany, uh, 2007. She had a quick stint at rehab, basically in and out of there before anything could, could really take hold. She was then seen famously shaving her head at a beauty salon. I think it was sort of in the dark. Uh, it was at nighttime. And then the famous picture that was taken by a paparazzo um, that really started to make people question her sanity. She had that shaved head. She took an umbrella to the car of uh, one of the paparazzi that had been photographing her. Look, it was hard. Uh, this is a kid. You know, Brittany was a kid. She was thrust into the spotlight. The paparazzi never let her alone. I think things got so difficult for this young woman. I felt terrible for her then. I feel terrible for her now, having to lead the life um, under the microscope and very aggressive paparazzi. So she let it go that night, and that really made a lot of headlines. And here we are. Eventually, that really moved, you know, towards, um, you know, a, a conservatorship, but not before she tried to come back. And again, we're still in 2007 here. So after that umbrella incident, this this thought was that she was going to come to the, the VMA Awards and do a performance and really sort of come back. And it was nothing short of just sort of a sad, lethargic disaster. Have a look. Every time they turn the lights down that was probably better dancing than I can do, but if you knew Britney before 2007, that was not Britney Spears that everybody was used to. Um, she just looked heavier than normal, which was a very cruel criticism of her. She's got a spectacular body. Everybody would kill that I know to have that body. But for, again, Britney, it looked like she put on a lot of extra weight and couldn't do the dance moves, and, and she was really panned for that. And by the way, that uh, led to her um, shortly afterwards losing custody of her two boys, not because of the VMAs, but because of everything that had been happening in 2007. So let's move ahead to the next year, 2008, early in the year, an ambulance took her away after a three-hour standoff with the police uh, because she wouldn't uh, turn the kids over to Kevin Federline. Again, he had custody, still does. 12 years later, and the conservatorship thus began. Jamie swooped in and said, enough. I'm going to care for my daughter and her finances. There are uh, bloodsuckers who are feasting upon her and her money. And so he jumped in. And really, by a lot of accounts, he's done a great job. Um, by a lot of accounts, the, the, the ship was righted. Yes, there was acrimony, but several in the family say at least things got better. And uh, they preserved the tens of millions of dollars that, that Brittany has. And she's rumored to be, you know, worth anywhere from 20 to $60 million, but or more. Um, but she also started performing again under Jamie's conservatorship and management. She ended up uh, doing concerts and public appearances, and she even had a resident show in Vegas. So that was pretty impressive. And I have to say, Vinny, what this led me to think today when I saw this move uh, to boost her dad out of the conservatorship of her person 
I had to shake my head and think, how many years has this been? And what exactly is it like to live under a conservatorship, both financially, that one I kind of get, but personally. And so I turned to Christopher Melcher, who's a California family law attorney, and man, did he have all the answers. Just a fascinating conversation, not just about what it means to live under conservatorship, but also what it means for Brittany. Take a listen. Christopher, what exactly does it mean when the term conservatorship is thrown out there? There's two different types. There's a conservator of the estate, which deals with the person's financial affairs. And then there's a conservator of the person, which deals with where that person can go, who they can see, where they live. Um, and usually we only see the, the one dealing with finances. And it's pretty unusual to see the second with a conservator of a person. Is it also unusual to see something go on for 12 years? To get a conservatorship, there has to be a showing that the person is is gravely disabled, that they're unable to manage their own affairs safely. And um, so the fact that it goes on that long, to me, is not that unusual. I think what in, in this particular case, what's unusual is that it's such a high profile person. And we just don't think that people in the spotlight like that, uh, major celebrities would ever need this type of help. But they don't go un- unchecked. I, my assumption would be that every so often or every year or so, there'd be an analysis and the courts would have to agree to continue such a sort of stringent set of guardrails. Is that correct? It is correct. Under California law, periodic review usually every year is required because this is such an extraordinary remedy, particularly a conservator over the person like Brittany has is a deprivation of liberty rights. And so that can't just be put into place and and left alone. The court has an obligation to look at it every year. And when you say conservatorship of the person, just how many restrictions are there? Does it vary from case to case? Does the judge decide what's in, what's out? Like, characterize it for me. So the judge will decide for somebody who's gravely disabled that cannot even leave the house, they may be put into a care facility that's locked and they can't even go outside. And that would be the most extreme case. And then in other cases, uh, probably more like this one, um, there's there's a lot more liberty involved um, to go to and from places, and the restrictions are most likely more on who can see Brittany, but the, the court does have the power to do some pretty extreme things, but it should only do it sparingly when it's absolutely necessary. And is it almost like a shopping list, meaning uh, the proposed conservators will ask the court, will you approve that I am in control of all of these things, and these things are up to her? I mean, does every case sort of get that... Uh, cherry-picked, you know, format? Exactly. So they're going to go from from all the way from the financial decisions, what type of expenditures could be made, what contracts could be entered into, can a person vote? Um, can, can they see anyone they want or it's going to be restricted? Can they make phone calls to anyone they want or is that going to be restricted? Are they going to be able to live in their own home? Um, they also have a say on who they're... Uh, Okay, so as you're listening to the story of Britney Spears, which is horrific, right, and um, makes you really sad when you know the facts, you understand it differently because you understand what, the, what a handler is. Um, but the question that you should ask yourself is, um, as I've been saying, it's, it's pretty bizarre how going through all this 
these emails, these um, invoices, bank transactions, you know, he wasn't getting some high class hooker. He was paying your typical street rate of $500 to $1,500. And he was asking his uh, uncle Jim and Francis Frank and Joe Biden and Jill Biden and Kathleen to, to, to cash up in money because he was broke. And it, you could see that he would take like $1,000 from one bank account, which was his business bank account that had $0 in it, basically. Right. The bank manager would tell him that, too, in letters. Um, he would just take a couple thousand dollars every now and then and he would spend it by pulling out cash in an ATM when he like the one stint when he was in Massachusetts at Plum Island with the hookers for days with that weird psychiatrist. Uh, that's a pedo, uh, you know, that got caught. There's a lot here for you to unpack. And I want you to listen to a very well-documented public case so that you can understand this. Think about it this way. If someone needs to be handled, right, and um, needs to be the front person for money coming in, right, well, there will be agreements in legal documents, and the more we look at the things that, you know, this guy has been doing, I mean, he's even trolling Telegram. He's on Telegram. His whole family is. We're watching them. They're on freaking Telegram, dude. Stalking the Tory Says chat too. One of them is. So the question that you should ask yourself is, if, if Hunter was so rich because he made some crazy-ass deals, Nord Stream 2, African deals, food deals, Mexican, South American, uh, Saudi, Kazakh, Russian, Chinese, Ukrainian. Where the fuck is the money? Who has all that money? Who's the one that has all this money? So the question you should be asking yourself is, all right, so this guy's guy loves Weird sex. He likes looking at poo. He likes kids and foot jobs. Does a lot of crack and math, right? Um, and he's hurting. It makes you really sad. And he was really paranoid about his dead brother's wife constantly cheating on him, right? And she also had a drug issue that Bo Biden was dealing with, right? So his, his, brother dead brother's wife was a drug addict and that drug addict got him to be a drug addict which is even weirder so they were like crazy being together because they just fed on each other's addictions so it was so bizarre to just watch it um you know as it plays out when you Look at their text messages, his videos, his voicemails. I mean, it makes you really sad. And then you have to sit and think, okay, what does this company really do, right? And could that be the time that these documents of conservatorship possibly under seal happened? You know, there's a lot going on here. It would be really weird to think because he had a good relationship. I mean, um, Joe, uh, Joe Biden and him would talk on text. And um, Joe Biden had uh, three different alias type emails where he would communicate with Hunter, mostly to tell him, uh, talk to me. 
And um, uh, it's it's as if he's in control. I mean, he is in, in he is in control. And right now, we see Joe Biden not well in his faculties. So you have to wonder who is ultimately in control, because this is still ongoing. Uh, we saw the pipelines. We saw the food. We're seeing these hacks. We're seeing the media like, oh, don't look over there. So the question is, who allowed this to happen? So I want you to listen to how this, um, the legalities and what conservatorship is. So maybe you'll understand what you're about to see soon. Uh, conservator is going to be, so at least they can state some preference about that. Um, but absolutely, every case is and should be different because every individual is different and has needs, uh, some greater than others. So as these cases are tailored, uh, is it all public knowledge? Because you can certainly see the argument for and against. That's very private stuff. But it can also fall into abuse of conservators, right? That's a great point. Here, the balance has shifted more towards who's under conservatorship and saying that because the circumstances that would make somebody have a conservator are so personal um, that it would do more damage to that person if those details were were made public. But then, like you're mentioning, we can't see behind the scenes and we don't know exactly what is going on, what drove those decisions, whether it was needed before but no longer needed, whether the people who were appointed are doing the right job. Uh, we can assume that, but we don't know that until we see the papers and we can't see those. And I'm always curious. Uh, listen, there's lots of conspiracy theorists out there, and there's a pretty robust movement called Free Britney. And um, I, I think Britney's family has had a lot of contention with that group, but they have alleged online uh, that Britney can't vote and she can't see who she wants to see. She can't spend money. She can't drive a car. And that uh, if she, quote, breaks the rules, uh, her father threatens to take her children away. There's really no way that they can know that, given what you just said, that these things are actually private documents. For me, certainly, there were incidents early on where she demonstrated that she needed help. And it must be hurtful to her to have all of this called into question, even if it's well-intentioned. But still, I mean, it's her father we're talking about. But from what I'm seeing, at least in the reporting, is that she is expressing a preference on who the conservator is, what the terms are. So those seem like healthy decisions that she's having input on um, yes, it would be nice to see behind the scenes all the paperwork, but I think that the balance is struck right to leave that private. And how often does uh, the person at the core of the case actually have that kind of input? You know, from the reporting, we're seeing that she wants a woman named Jody Montgomery to continue being her personal uh, conservator. Her father, by all understanding, would continue to be her financial conservator. But how much weight does the person have in? you know, having that choice, who's going to oversee them? Well, I think it's tremendous weight. So she would have the right and most likely has addressed the court and the court can, can ask her questions directly about what her preferences are and are those uh, informed preferences, whether she wants or needs and if, um, a conservatorship at all can be determined. I think most, most any of us could determine without any medical or legal training, just by talking to somebody, whether or not they have the capability of 
safely taking care of themselves. So this is a really extreme remedy. It's not just that somebody is accident prone or makes poor decisions. It's that they are so disabled that they cannot safely take care of themselves. It has to be established with clear and convincing evidence. And certainly the court is going to want to address her. So I think great weight would be. And this is a really hard question. Uh, I have followed a lot of Brittany's home life because we had children at the same time and we both had boys. And so my boys are exactly the same age as hers. And I wondered after 12 years of being under conservatorship, how does the court look at um, parenting? And she lost custody once of those boys. But I wonder if you yourself have to be cared for in that way, how does the court mitigate the fact that you have to care for two young lives? Yeah, that's, that's a really heartbreaking element of it, I'm sure, for the whole family. And that she would need somebody to make decisions for her on things that we take for granted, that we can go live where we want, see who we want, drive where we want. These are liberties that we have that are so important, but we don't really think about until they're taken away. But the ability to parent and make decisions. And I am hoping that the conservatorship that was put into place allowed her to be able to parent more than she would have had she not had that protection. But it's, it's, it's certainly not ideal. What are the chances that this conservatorship might end one day, given that it's been going on for 12 years? Well, I, I would hope that they're going to continue looking at it. My suspicion is, is that the first part of, of a conservatorship that like this that would end would be the one over the person. Because um, why can't she be able to drive and live and see who she wants? It, it seems like that is the first level that should be taken away uh, from the conservator and restored back to her if Brittany um, is able to safely make those decisions on her own. And then maybe the the financial part of it would remain in place um, to make sure that she's not being subject to undue influence. She doesn't have to show that she can make tremendous investment decisions, just that she can um, avoid undue influence in her financial life. Thank you so much. It's really eye-opening. I think a lot of us didn't know a lot of this. Thanks for having me. And so, Vinny, some comments from her dad, uh, Jamie Spears, especially to the Free Britney folks who have accused him of, you know, filtering money out of uh, her accounts. He says to the New York Post, I have to report every nickel and dime spent to the court every year. How the hell would I steal something? And he went on about the whole notion uh, that they want her to be freed from him. He said, all of these conspiracy theorists don't know anything. The world don't have a clue. It's up to the court of California to decide what's best for my daughter. It's no one else's business. People are being stalked and targeted with death threats. It's horrible. We don't want those kinds of fans. I love my daughter. And this is where the reporter says he got emotional. Um, I love all my kids, but this is our business. It is private. I have to say the takeaway, Vinny, that I had from all of this was, dear God, she's still under conservatorship. Uh, 12 years later, I was just so surprised. But from the comments of her brother and others, it has really been a good thing for her. Yeah. You know, some people can lose everything. I mean, we've seen it in the celebrity world, but uh, I think this has helped her. And from, I was checking some of her recent Instagram posting, she may still need a a little help. I mean, sometimes you you wonder about some of the things you see, but we wish her the best and and the best to her family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I don't know exactly what it means, but uh, we shall see. Ashley Banfield, thanks so much. Wow. So now that you know what conservative ship is, maybe we should take a look at um, 
why I'm saying this. So I'm going to share some photos here. Give me a second. Just getting them for you. Let me just get it up. And then that one too, because you should see this. So you can see what I'm talking about. And this is just showing you a picture. So first off, here's a picture. Um, let me take the captions off so you can see it better. So here's one picture. So this shows, um, you know, Joe in the snow with his hat that says pop, right? Pop. And um, it's pretty interesting to see the people responding on Facebook, but more so it's interesting to see him faced, face, you know, face picture. I want you guys to, to look at that because that is the most telling one so you can understand what I mean by wow. See, there's a lot of times where someone can look a little bit off their game and this is where you really feel like elder abuse, regardless of how evil this man is. Um, this is a picture taken of him on Valentine's Day, which is really weird because he and Jill were at the White House on Valentine's Day with their dog. So that's bizarre, too, talking about their love affair, right, that she had to tell him about because he didn't remember much about it. But um, I thought that I would share this with you because you should see him for who he is and how he looks. Now, while many of you may think of uh, Jill Biden as some airhead, which she really, she portrays that very, very well, right? With her stupid fishnets and trying to look young. Girl, you don't have the class. You don't have... One quarter of the class Melania Trump has in her pinky. She looks like she is so unclassy and such a hot mess, right? She looks better with jeans and sneakers. She should just stick to it. But the one thing that people underestimate is the stuff she did as second lady in Africa. See, when all this African debacle with China happened with all these bribing the African nations and creating the African Union that they, they, they took out Gaddafi for. They took him out, right? But they took him out because it was African nations, nations of the continent of Africa organizing it. See, when they're organizing it, it's okay. So back then, she was doing a lot of work in Africa, representing the United States. And tagging along with her was Hunter. Hunter was the face of everything that Rosemont Seneca did, which is really weird because then you have to wonder, like, what does this company really do, right? Why is it involved with everything, right? Why is it that he's in with the World Food Organization, World Trade Organization, the unions, gas, natural gas, oil, China, energy, nuclear packets from Aviva to China in France, Saudi Arabia, United Emirates, arms deals, Ukraine. And you know, all of those trips were happening while Joe was vice president. And this is, this is what's sad. You know, I'm hypothetically speaking here. If Hunter's under conservative ship to be able to do what he needs to do, 
right? Whatever he wants. Now they gave him a handler because he just messed shit up with that laptop. Put him on house arrest there. Um, if he was given a free pass to have what he needs, right? As long as he just gets the job done, but they own him. It's different. I'm not saying he's stupid. He's actually quite smart. Hunter is a very smart man, but he's also very troubled. And this seems like a shaved head moment of Brittany. A lot of times when he's taping himself, I mean, think about it. Would you tape yourself? I mean, I wouldn't even tape myself. You know, what if I had a kink of watching myself do weird things or sexual acts? I wouldn't tape myself only because I'd be worried someone else would see it. And I'm a nobody. And he was the son of the vice president and not only um, taped himself, right? But he let other two-bit hookers tape him too, right? And weed slut, paint him, you know. I think I posted that on Twitter where Artnet was like, oh, we hear rumors that they're naked Hunter Biden pictures, but they're not true. So I just sent them a couple and I was like, hey, look, we found some. So Weed Slut is actually the girl's name. She was like an artist. They had like a thing. They really vibed. Um, she's pretty hot. You know, I guess they smoked a lot of weed. And, you know, she brought him into the art scene. Uh, every great person knows how to launder money through art. And they need to be on the scene. I think it's Dershowitz that could tell us about that. Dershowitz is a really big art guy. Just saying. Really big art guy. So in essence... Today, if anything, oh, and it's, it's Friday, isn't it? Oh, shoot. Time flies. Wow. Time really flies. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And Okay. Dang. We'll send you pictures of the dossier. You want a real dossier? Yeah, that's what's up. But I want you to kind of think about it for a sec. You know, this, this narrative that you're seeing on the television telling you about Hunter Biden Anyone telling you that he was the mastermind behind it is not telling you the truth. Because we have the receipts and the receipts show that he was dependent on his family for money. And he was bitching about money too. You know, um, I shared those um, texts where he was complaining on how, you know, they were telling him he was lazy and late and, you know, Blinken was down. He and Tony Blinken had a lot of communications, didn't they, John? Heck. A lot. You know, that's crazy. But um, he would be like, the only income I have is that Burisma income, which, by the way, you know, was what they told him that he had to hold on to his face. He's no expert in gas. We all know that. He obviously can't play soccer. He can't even walk from one side of the room to the other without tripping up. So basically, he's just doing what he's told. And so that's the interesting part. So this old man, you see this frail old man, you know, this pop guy, right? He's, he's now a front of what he started. So everything that should be asked is, well, who's really running the show now? Who's getting all this money? Where is all this money and where did it go? And is that why we saw the death rattles of hacking? That's what's interesting. That's what we need to think about. When, when people tell us, is that a conspiracy? There's nothing there in the laptop. You know, when I hear that, it's just like, I don't even want to, right? I don't even want to look at you when you say things like that. I, I wonder. I really do wonder. Do they 
not think about the future or do they think that in some shape or form that they get some protection in the future that is to come if they choose to, well, they're not going to do that. I mean, they did start with the volcanoes, but I'm just saying, right. Do you think that, John? You don't know. You know what's funny? Trump was right. Trump not only won, he was right. And now they have to eat crow. And this syndicate, this crime syndicate, doesn't just stop the buck at the Biden family because it's been extended from what we saw. People in England, people within the administration now and the previous 44 one, we got a lot of hooks from Hussein. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if the real mind behind this were the Husseins. No one ever told us how they made all that shit ton of money. You know, he sold a couple books. Michelle, you know, wrote that book, Coming, Becoming Michelle, but never like came out of the closet. You know, all that stuff. Like, you know, like I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, what do you think, John? Would you be surprised if the money leads us back to some shell company that leads back to Big Mike and Hussein? I wouldn't be surprised either. You know, I think that impeach 44 sounds really sexy now. I really do. You know, I really do. I really do. I actually, I mean, if Biden's no longer in charge because he has dementia, and Hunter's way off, then who's in charge? Bush was. Bush was in charge of Reagan. So who's in charge? Oh, it would be Obama, right? Just saying. Jill's the handler, right? I can't believe she wears fishnets. It's like, ew. So on that note, guys, um, I'll see if I can do a movie night on Sunday. I don't know because I'm traveling. I'm going to be out and about until next week. Um, but uh, I will be checking in on Telegram as I can and um, letting you guys know um, what we're up to and what we're doing. And I'm really glad that all of you kind of, uh, you know, joined in on the Telegram conversation when I asked that simple question. If you get down to the core to see what that company really does, you'll understand what exactly you're looking at when it comes to this scandal. And I just want you guys to know, um, thank you for whatever you've sent me. <laughs> we spent a oh my gosh. Now look, I lift the folder out of all these stacks. Guess what pops up? The freaking picture that I, that I, that I found digitally because I couldn't find the printed out one. So, um, I wanted to tell you guys, we spent a fortune on um, printing, and I still got more, but we want to make a sexy dossier. Our dossier is not going to be about PP, not going to be about, you know, fake spy stuff. This is using their stuff against them. So um, I'm hoping that by tomorrow morning, we can send you some nice pictures because um, we, <laughs> we have a crap ton of hole punching to do and sorting. So um, we're going to make it pretty, pretty, pretty solid. And so what you see on the news, please take with a grain of salt. You know, you're running the news cycle. Uh, you know that um, 
everyone uh, out there is pretty much thumping off of what you have to say. You drove the narrative to the point where we got them to admit that all labs run the risk of leaks, which gives us more than ample ammunition to cease the opening of the NABF in Wuhatan, Kansas. I mean, if there's always a chance of leaks, why the fuck are we putting it in the middle of the food supply, which makes sense. And then again, Hunter Biden, you know, we've been talking about it. Now it's in the news cycle. Now, even though they are pushing the whole, uh, you know, Hunter Biden um, is a mastermind, you're going to see how easily that comes apart with every report they put together. Leading back to our dossier. So, obviously, it was Tom McDonald's premiere today, so I'm going to play his Snowflake video for those of you that didn't see it. I want to wish you guys a fabulous Friday. Um, I'll stay in touch with you on Telegram. Thank you so much. Uh, for everything. You guys are great. You're the news now. I hope you enjoy that because this is how we win. I mean, we already won, but this is how you get there. And it feels really good, doesn't it? Seeing people just like you out there making their voices heard at school board meetings, at city council, city county commission, just voicing what's right. Makes you, it makes you proud and you should be because we should be proud of each other, uh, those of us that stand up to communist tactics in a free and actually tolerant America. Tolerance isn't changing words, but tolerance is accepting all. God bless. If you lie to the government, they'll put you in prison. But when they lie to all of us, it's called being a politician. You think taking guns away will save our kids from the killings? But your pro-choice abortion kills way more children. If America's so terrible and racist, it probably isn't safe to encourage immigration. Just saying, all the contradictions are embarrassing. You know who hates America the most? Americans. Trigger warnings used to be on TV for seizures. And now they're everywhere to protect millennials' feelings. He, she, his, him, hers, them, they screw up pronouns. Cause everyone's a retard these days. Here preaching at the protest that hates the problem. But hating straight men, white folks, and Christians is